Hey, 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 welcome back to the podcast. I hope everyone listening has had just an amazing week. And I hope that this following week or whenever you're listening to this, you have nothing but happiness to come. Um, so fun fact, this episode I was actually supposed to film with someone, but I really got to thinking about it because I love doing episodes with others, but I also love doing episodes alone. Like I've said in the past with episodes, there's pros and cons to both. Um, but I think the really detailed episodes, I just do way better when I'm alone because I don't really get sidetracked or anything so I decided not to hit that guy up um I'll probably hit him up for a future episode because he's asked to be in a podcast um but this one I'm gonna do solo so we are going to be in Christchurch New Zealand today and that is a bigger city on the South Island and it's on the east coast of the South Island and let me tell you, you are in for a treat, so just stay tuned, because I think I spent two months in New Zealand, and I think my best stories, eh, it's debatable, but I think my best stories from New Zealand come from Christchurch. Um, if they don't, they're definitely in top three, because Christchurch, I mean, you'll find out with this episode, but like a lot happened there, and it ended up being a very eventful city, and I'm looking at these notes. I have not read them yet, per usual, and let me just tell you, get ready for chaos, sweetheart. Like, it's straight up gonna be just chaos. Um, so first things first, I get to Christchurch, right? Um, and I met this guy, and we're gonna call him... gonna call him Mike because his name was not Mike so I meet this dude named Mike and he was weirdly rude <laughs> it was weird he was I think he was from somewhere in Asia I don't really know where he is from but I forgot Maybe, well actually no I think he was from New Zealand but he said something like he was very like passive aggressive I just don't like passive aggressive people me and passive aggressive just don't mix um, that's a whole thing in itself, but he was, he gave me, like, just a weird vibe, and he said something along the lines of, well, I hope your friend is more mature than you, but I did not do anything. I just have that in this notes, um, and I remember that really caught me off guard because I just arrived to the hostel, and I was like, what is he talking about? Also, this hostel, like a lot of them in New Zealand, and I'm not saying it's New Zealand. I don't know if it was the time I went or what, but a lot of the hostels just had some very unique people. We'll leave it at that. They were very unique. Um, and this one did not fall short of that, uh, and we'll get to that. But he was one of those very unique characters at the very least. Um, and at one point, he asked me what room I was staying in, so I just lied and said, like, a random room because I was getting, like, a weird vibe, and I was like, I'm not about to tell this guy what room I'm staying in. And he ended up adding me on Facebook, which, ugh, I should not have gave him my Facebook. It was a rookie mistake. And that night, this is weird as shit, okay? Just a fair warning. That night, homie texted me like, a video of chickens, like, it was, like, a meme, but chickens, like, having sex, and I was, like, what the hell, so, 
after that, I avoided this dude because I was like, what is, like, what? Who does that? That's, that's just freaking weird. So the next morning, he asked to take me out for breakfast and I was like, no. <laughs> I didn't just straight up say no, but I came up with some sort of excuse and I ignored him. And um, taking it back to the Franz Joseph episode, um, if you listen to that one, you know that I chatted with people that kind of reminded me of my grandparents on my mom's side. And so those very sweet people were actually from Christchurch. Um, and when I uh, was in Franz Joseph chatting with them, something that I brought up is I was like, oh, well, you guys are from Christchurch. Like, I'll be going to Christchurch in like a couple weeks. And they're like, oh, if you go, like, you should definitely check out this wildlife center um, to see a kiwi bird because New Zealand is known for their kiwi birds. And not just that, but they said, like, this wildlife place is just, like, it's a must hit if you go to Christchurch. So I walked two and a half hours one way to this wildlife center. And it's just, this is like something I love about traveling and I love about solo traveling specifically is I can do shit like that. Like you want to know what my most favorite thing about solo traveling, it's the freedom. It's the fact that I could walk two and a half hours to this wildlife center just because I wanted to check it out. And I spent the day just doing that, you know, like, and I just love I also just love how much time I have in the summer when I'm backpacking. Like, the fact that I could take out five hours of my day, dedicate it to walking to and from this wildlife center. Like, I just love it. It is, it was just the most, like, I don't know the word that I'm trying to think of, but it was just a genuine experience. Like, just being able to constantly, like, walk super far for like places and just enjoy the walk and genuinely enjoy it like I obviously chose to do that um and that's not just with this but I I am so happy I checked out this wildlife center I don't remember what it was called but it was so worth it um I absolutely lived for the wildlife there and fun fact I love animals and it's not just like a average joe who likes you know going to the zoo once a year no 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 like i have considered like any time that i have a like not a meltdown <laughs> but like anytime i have like a crisis over oh my gosh i don't know if i'm majoring in the right thing or oh my gosh i hate this class i'm taking maybe i should you know switch my major Something I think about is working with wildlife because I feel like at some point in my life, like quote me on it, I will work with wildlife because I've always had just the softest spot in my heart for animals. Um, and I, that's also why I was willing to walk two and a half hours to this amazing wildlife center. Um, so something really cool that this wildlife center had is they had freshwater eels because New Zealand has freshwater eels and it was really cool because you could go up and you could spoon feed the eels so I took out the spoon and I remember I walked up got my camera out and um I was trying to feed them and then I kind of chickened out because I've I don't know what it is with me and legless creatures and although I I love animals but that's like the one mix that just does not sit 
right with me. I've always been afraid of snakes, and I think it's because growing up, my family was all afraid of snakes, my sister and my parents, so it just taught me to be afraid of them, and I've tried to conquer that fear over the years with working in, um, I've worked at zoos, and I also have worked in, like, a nature center at a summer camp, and when I did that, I had to do presentations on snakes for the day, um, so I've tried to, like, get over that fear, but I've never fully been able to get over it yet, um, but when I was feeding them, it kind of freaked me out, so I put down the spoon, and I just, you know, kind of chickenly walked away, and I decided to read the sign because I'm that nerd when I go to the zoos. I actually read the signs, <laughs> like, half the time, or maybe more than half, and, um, on the sign it said, be careful, we eat fingers, and I was like, oh my gosh, uh, my fingers were just mighty close to them, and I did not read that sign first. So yeah, PSA, if you ever go to a zoo, make sure you read the sign before you interact with the animals. Um, also, as I was walking around in this wildlife area, um, there was a bunch of geese, and I actually have a video of this on my TikTok, and eventually it'll end up on my Instagram because I'm trying to get all my travel content in one place. Also, if you follow me on Instagram, major shout out for like the last couple months. <laughs> like I'm trying to post a reel a day until I get to travel again, which will be until May. Um, and I appreciate you if you're still following me <laughs> because I get that it's probably really annoying, but I'm trying to get all my content in one place and that place for me has been Instagram. So um, Instagram and Facebook, because Facebook for family, Instagram for friends and travel people whatnot. So, yeah, that's like a side note. But, yeah, I have a video of me approaching these geese. And if you know anything about geese, you'll know they're kind of assholes. Um, <laughs> geese are just... It's their way of the highway, you know, as it should be. They're pop-off queen. <laughs> um, so, I got stuck in this crowd of geese and I couldn't pass because they were, like, taking up the entire space of, like, the sidewalk where I was supposed to be walking. So, for, like, two or three minutes, I couldn't walk past them because I was scared that they were gonna attack me. And it's funny because at the end of that video, I stopped recording, and I mostly stopped recording because the people that were behind me started to kind of catch up to me, and it was a mom and her daughter, and her daughter was probably four years old, um, and as soon as that kid saw the geese, she, like, ran up and, like, put them in her, their place. Like, she had no fear, just straight up ran up to the geese, and, like, I felt like such a wimp. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm over here, like, like, <laughs> letting the geese be boss, like, literally, I don't know, being such a wimp, and this little four-year-old just put me in my place. But I think that's the most beautiful thing, like, not to get sidetracked, but I love when I see little kids that are not afraid of animals. I want to raise my future kids that way. Like, I always see TikToks on, like, raising kids to not be afraid of the quote-unquote ugly things, like snakes, spiders, and so on. Um, geese, for instance. <laughs> like, it's, it's, a, it's a fine line. I don't know exactly... You'd have to, I don't know, what mentality you'd necessarily have to have, but 
you want your kid to be cautious, but you also, like, at least for me, I'd, I would want my kid to not be afraid of what everyone says to be afraid of. Like, don't be afraid of animals or don't be afraid of... I just want my kid to be one with nature, to be totally honest. Like, don't be afraid to, you know, make that jump or be cautious, but don't be afraid. Like, I don't know. I always think that's a really cool thing when I see parents parenting in that way, which I'm guessing that that mom that was behind me at the wildlife center parented that way based on how her little daughter reacted to the geese, but I loved it. I thought it was super awesome. Um, that wildlife center also has amazing food. I remember, I think I got, I don't really remember what I got, but it was really good. It was either chicken or like a burger or something. I don't know, but it was really freaking good. Um, so if you go to like this wildlife center, just look up wildlife center in Christchurch, New Zealand. If you are looking for recommendations, definitely check it out. I cannot remember. I think it's called the Willowbrook wildlife center, but that could be totally wrong. I think it is though. I don't know. I have uh, photos on my photography page from this wildlife center. Um, so if you're really curious, you could go check it out. Um, my Instagram for that is underscore dot focus in dot underscore. So I know it's kind of annoying, but um, someone took the name I wanted. So we got to work with what we got, right? The other thing I decided to do in Christchurch, New Zealand I said this in the last episode, but there is a bakery th throughout New Zealand. It's called Copeland's and it is so freaking good. So anytime I went to a town that had a Copeland's, I made sure to get it. Shout out to the 14 year old I met on my way to Kaikoura <laughs> who introduced me to Copeland's because after that I was literally obsessed. Um, it's pretty affordable and it's really good and there is just diversity in there. There's so many different kinds of products and definitely check out Copeland's if you ever go to New Zealand. So I hit up Copeland's um, and it's funny because like I said I had a two and a half hour walk to this wildlife center. So on the way there I think I got like a donut and a coffee and then on the way back I also got like a treat because I passed it you know twice. So it was a it was a good little motivation factor being like oh I'm gonna hit Copeland's when I hit like that 45 you know minute mark or something. Um so when I got back to the hostel, um, I made friends with this girl who was from the UK and I absolutely adore her. She's so awesome. And we actually do still keep in touch. So shout out to her. But, um, we hit it off because, um, we like everyone staying at the hostel that we were staying at were just kind of oddballs. Um, and that's totally okay. Like I said in a previous episode, it's the beauty of hostels, but we just had the time of our life. It was so funny. Um, we would just look at each other when, like, they said something kind of crazy, and we just gave each other eyes, like, um, you know, like, okay. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna tell you some of, like, the craziest things that we, when I say these people were oddballs, let me explain. This is to, you know, back that up. So, <laughs> Um, there was a guy and he was talking to us about conspiracy theories, which is totally cool. I love me some good Shane Dawson conspiracy theories. Um, but he went into this whole spiel about how the world is a stimulation and how history isn't real and how Jesus is Satan. 
<laughs> which okay if we dived into all three of those i could honestly probably have a conversation about each one but it was in the matter of i swear 45 seconds he said all three of those things and me and this girl just looked at each other and we were like what in the world <laughs> Um, we're gonna call this girl Daniela, by the way, because we'll get to that and, you know, when we get to it. But her nickname's Daniela, so the girl from UK. Um, so Daniela and I, uh, just kept making jokes and we kept making eye contact. Like I said, every time that something just crazy happened, we'd look at each other like, what the frick? Like, who are these people? So we're hanging out with, like, this group of people in the hostel. It's late at night and... This girl, oh, I guess I can say her name because this is what happened. So this girl named Tina, um, we were, we all went around the circle. We said our names, like where we're from, basic things when you go to hostels. And the, there was probably like six of us chatting. Um, and they were having like a jam sesh uh, because Tina was singing and then one of the guys played guitar and then one of the guys was drumming or I don't know, but there was like a band like jam sesh going on. So it was kind of cool, but it was just a weird vibe because I think they were singing like hallelujah or I don't know. It was weird, but it was cool. <laughs> so we go around and Tina's like, I have a confession. And we're all like, what's up, Tina? Like we just met you like literally two minutes ago. And she's like, I lied about my name. <laughs> and we're like, okay. You know, I mean, I guess to be fair, same. Um, I, this summer, I don't know if when I was in New Zealand, if I went by Brooke or Olivia, but I was jumping back and forth between the two. So I guess I can't judge, you know. Um, Olivia is my middle name though. So to be fair. Um, so finally I decided to leave this chat and, um, the next day, so day two in Christchurch, um, I was supposed to have a bus that was going to be taking me to Lake Tekapu, um, but here's what happened. So, I had just the most miserable morning ever, and that is because it was pouring rain, I packed up all my stuff, and I turned on my GPS to the bus station to walk there. I am carrying 70 pounds of luggage. I don't know how many times I have to say that on this podcast, but I'm not exaggerating when I say 70 pounds. It was so freaking heavy. And if you don't know me, I am, I'm not that hefty. Like I weigh like a little over a hundred pounds. So I'm carrying two thirds or I'd say three fourths of my body weight. And that's insane. Like that is not good for you in the slightest, but you know, backpacker things. <laughs> so I'm attempting to find this bus station and I finally think I find it, but, um, and I'm walking, I ended up walking for 40 minutes in the pouring rain and my stuff is soaked. I'm soaked. I finally get to the bus station and I entered through the wrong spot. I accidentally, well, okay, to be totally honest, it was not an accident, but I did not feel like taking the long way, so I took a shortcut, even though I saw the do not enter signs, I just was like, meh, it'll be fine. No, it was not fine. This guy got on this loudspeaker, and he said, backpacking girl, 
No, or he said something like that. Maybe blonde. I don't know. But he was like, you need to get out of here. Like, the buses can't see you. They will hit you. And I was like, oh, shoot. So I had to turn around, take the long way, waste some more time. I finally got to the bus station, right, after 40 minutes. And I waited, and I saw one of the buses pull up. So I said, hey, like, is this the one that's going to Lake Tekapu? And he was like, no, this one's going, like, north so it was going the opposite way I was trying to go south and I was like oh my gosh like what am I gonna do like this bus hasn't shown up so I said something and I was like hey like this bus is supposed to be here and he said well are you late and I was only one or two minutes late for this bus right like only it was just pushing the late mark and I said well technically it was supposed to be like two minutes ago And he said, oh, well, unfortunately, sometimes the buses don't wait up for people, so you probably missed it. So I I felt just, it was my first bus that I missed the whole summer. I was now on month probably two of traveling, and I was full-time just taking public transport. So even though missing one bus in the span of two months might not seem like it would be disappointing like you might be like oh that's actually not bad like one bus uh, out of like like I don't know how many buses I've taken 20 30 like somewhere in that not bad it's not a bad stat right but for some reason I really did beat myself up over it and I was pretty bummed out I took this photo when I was at the bus station and I was I don't know like how to put it into words, I was just disappointed in myself. Because the reason why I ended up walking around for 40 minutes was because with it pouring rain, the water kept hitting my phone and making my phone glitch. And so then that would screw up my maps and I didn't have service while I was abroad. So I'd have to like go and find service really quick, reload it. It was just, it was a mess, right? I even, I remember at one point I was so irritated that I just threw down my backpacking bag because I, I was walking around with three-fourths of my body weight on me. And I think it was around the 30-minute mark. I My body was not having it. Um, but yeah, I, was, I had a really rough morning, um, my second or third day in Christchurch. And here's the thing, though. So before I guess I tell you this, um, I did find out months later... I was going through my emails and I found an email that said that that bus got canceled. So I never missed a single bus all summer because I never saw that notification the night before that my bus was canceled. So really I was showing up for a bus that was never going to show up. Uh, So actually that did make me, and and I didn't find out about that until the end of summer. Like I was just checking all my emails from the summer and I was like, oh my gosh, I never technically missed that bus in Christchurch. It just didn't show up. So it did actually make me feel really better about it, like knowing that I never missed a bus um, all summer. But um, like I said, I was really bummed out about what I thought. I thought I missed the bus, so I was bummed. Um, So I did a little, you know, sad walk, 10-minute walk back to the hostel. I show up soaking wet. I'm freezing cold, and I said, hey, can I book, you know, a couple more nights here? I think it was one or two more nights until the next bus was going to come, and it totally changed up my 
plans for the South Island because I never got to hit Lake, uh, Lake Tekapu. Instead, I believe I went straight to Dunedin because I had to be on the North Island at a certain time because my friend Michaela was going to come join me. So I had to make sure I was up there on time for her and it ended up all working out perfectly. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I was bummed out and the funniest thing happened. So like I said, for the million time, I was sad about missing the bus, but I ended up having one of the best nights, if not the best night I've had in New Zealand that night just because I stayed in Christchurch. And here's what happened. So here's where it starts getting good. So I go back to the hostel. I book another night. And I I decide I'm going to treat myself. And I'm going to walk for two hours in the rain. That I know that does not sound like I'm treating myself. But I said, I'm going to walk for two hours in the rain and go to Copeland's and get me some pastries. So I go walk. I set down all my stuff back inside the hostel room. I go walk two hours to Copeland's, get a bunch of snacks, walk back. Like I said, I, if that does not tell you anything, I walked so freaking much this summer. Like I said, I think the average day, my steps was 50,000, like for an average day. So yeah, I finally get back to the hostel and I'm a soaking wet, gross mess. So I changed my clothes and I decide I'm going to have a day in, you know? It's one more day in Christchurch. I know I like thought I explored all of it yesterday, but oh well. I'm just going to spend the day in. It's raining all day, so don't want to be out. I'm going to eat my snacks and I'm going to watch Netflix and call it a day. Well, that's what I thought. Turns out my roommate was Daniela, the girl from England because I, sw- I had to swap rooms. So I got put in her room. And when we found this out, we were like, no way, like we're roommates. Like, cause I told her I was leaving like the night before when I was talking to her. So we freak out and we're absolutely like, dude, we're going to like have the best night ever. Like now that we know that we're roommates, cause we know that we hit it off. And so she was amazing. And since I was shivering, when I came back inside, after I changed my clothes, she brought me like a warm bottle which I've never really seen before, but it's, like, for when you're sick, but it was amazing. I, like, held on to, like, this warm bottle, and I loved it, and then, um, (laughs) this says, her telling me I found a girl that knows the best, (gasps) no, I remember this, okay, so, I get the chatting, (laughs) I get the chatting with Daniela, and I'm, like, yo, like, here's my situation. I need to be on the North Island in in so many days. Like, I think I had, like, one week to get on the North Island and meet up with Michaela. So, I tell her, like, dude, if I could find someone to, like, give me a ride, that would be pretty awesome. But I think my plan as of right now is to go to Dunedin. And, um, or I think I also was like, oh, I want to see Lake Tekapu. So, and it's like, I was bummed out that I didn't get to see it. So, I was telling her about, like, my, all of, you know, the things that have gone wrong in the past 24 hours because I thought I missed that bus. Um, so, it is so funny. She goes out into the common room, into the kitchen, and she gets to chatting with this one girl, and this one girl's definitely got a nickname. What should we call her? 
we're going to call her spiritual girl because she was, I think, the most spiritual person I've ever met. So (laughs) she starts talking with spiritual girl and she comes into the room and kind of is talking loudly to me. Daniela is talking loudly to me and says, hey, Brooke, craziest thing. I just found a girl who knows the best bakery in town. And I was like, cool. Like, I already got Copeland's. Like, (laughs) why are you telling me this? So I was like, oh, really? And she's like, yeah, she knows the best bakery in town. I think you should go out there and chat with her. And I was like, why? And I was not picking up on like what she was laying down. So then she had to like whisper to me. She's like, dude, she has a car. Like you're looking for someone to give you a ride. This is your opportunity. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love you. Bet. So I go out and I meet spiritual girl who is this girl from New Zealand. She has a car and I'm thinking I might have my in to go see Lake Tekapu or maybe she can take me to the North Island. I'm thinking like, let's make some connections. So I go up to her, I shake her hand, I say, hi, my name's Brooke. And um, she just looked at me and she, she looked like a, like a little kid uh, who is just in awe. Like that's the best way I can put this. She looked at me and she had just the most like, I just want to keep saying genuine. Like she had just the most genuine soul. I don't know how else to put it. Like pure. Like she was just so pure. Um, and she just looked at me and said, wow, you're so beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, my heart. Like you're so sweet. So then things kind of get interesting with spiritual girl. So she tells us, and like I said, her name is spiritual girl for a reason. Um, she's very spiritual. So she said that she used to be lactose intolerant um, until she became friends with cows. And then that took away the um, lactose intolerant issue that she had because she, you know, settled her beef with cows, no pun intended. (laughs) But um, we were... I'm like looking at this list. I'm forgetting all of these things. I'm just about to tell you a handful of things that spiritual girl did that just threw off me and Daniela. So I kind of get to chatting with her and I'm thinking like, okay, this is my end. Like I said, I need to like get an in with this girl because she has a car and she, I, I could really use those resources right now. So I get to chatting with her. I'm like trying to ask her questions to get to know her. And so she tells us that. She says like, yeah, I used to be lactose intolerant. Then I became friends with cows. And and she's not joking, like not joking. She is being dead serious. And so me and Daniel are like, hmm, okay. Like, don't laugh. Like I need my in. And then at one point, I'm just, like I said, I'm going to tell you a handful of things that this girl said. At one point she grabbed her boobs and she's like, do you guys have any? (laughs) And we're like, what? And she's like, like just grabbed her boobs and she's like, do you have any? And we're like, I mean, yeah, (laughs) we do. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So me, Daniela and spiritual girl are all sitting at the table and we all start drawing together. I don't know. It was weird. We, she had this, like, she brought out this journal And so we all start doodling and, um, 
Although I am going to say a bunch of funny things about Spiritual Girl because she was she was a character. She said and did a lot of funny things. Um, and I ended up not getting a ride with her anywhere because I don't I don't know if I don't know how that would have went. Um I honestly think it would have been fine, but I don't know. So I just stuck to it in my plan and I ended up going to Dunedin next, but like I said, I'm kind of getting all rambled right now, but although I'm going to say a lot of funny things about this girl, she actually did teach me, I think, the most valuable lessons that I've learned all summer. So, although I'll joke around about Spiritual Girl, she actually taught me a lot, weirdly enough. Um, at one point, we were talking, and she asked me what I was majoring in in college, and I said, you don't want to hear about that. Like, it's nothing, you know, interesting. And she's like, no, that's not it. Like, I want to hear about it because I asked about it, but you don't want to tell me about it. And I said, I mean, I could tell you about it, but it's really not that interesting. And she said, I feel like you should be passionate about what you're majoring in. And that really stuck with me. Um, at the time, I was majoring in marketing and economics with, um, I believe, yeah, a minor in environmental sustainability and a minor in international business. And my major now is very close to that. I am now a triple major student. So I'm majoring in marketing, econ, and environmental sustainability studies with a minor in international business. And don't get me wrong. I could talk about each one of those branches for a while. Um, maybe not marketing. Marketing is just, weirdly enough, at my college, it saved me classes to do all, well, to do marketing and econ instead of just econ. But I do like my marketing classes. Um, but that really just got it going in me. Like, I should be majoring in something I'm passionate about. Like, that's very valid. Um... And that, I mean, it might seem like super simple, but it really, like, I remember just being in the moment and I jotted down a few things that this girl, you know, just said to me because I was like, wow, I've, I needed you to come into my life and tell me these things because these are like, I swear, like every year I make a list of like things I've learned in different, like in the country, different countries I've been to, um, and I think, like, three out of my five things from the summer were from this girl. And so you're about to hear about them. So the second thing she said that, like, really stuck with me is she said, and I quote, Are you living in the future culture or are you living in the present culture? And I think we were talking about goals. And I'm very goal-oriented. I'm very ambitious. And I even have goals that I don't like to talk about because they're so big. Um, so I just like to keep them to myself because I don't like the idea of anyone being able to, you know, make me feel like I can't achieve them. And people that make me feel like I can achieve my goals, like, if you want me to fall in love with you, <laughs> make me feel like I can achieve my goals. Like, I love talking to people that make me feel like I'm capable. Um... Those are my favorite type of people. Uh, 
or at least they're in some of my favorite type of people for sure. But she said that to me and I really thought about it because it's so true. You have to not live in disparity. Like you have to live in the future culture. You have to be able to believe in your ideas enough that you're already living in them with your mentality. So let's say you want to end global hunger, right? You have to have the belief that you can do it and that it's very possible. And if you're living in this present culture where everyone's telling you, like, dude, that's too big of an issue, you're never going to solve that. You're not going to solve it. Like, if you have this mentality of, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool. You're not going to get there with that mentality. You have to fully believe that you can do those things or else you're never going to be able to do them. It's just as simple as that. Um, Another thing that she said to me, as we were talking about money, and she casually shrugged her shoulders and said, I mean, it's just money. And I laughed, like not hysterically, but I was like, <laughs> you're joking, right? Like money? Like not saying like it's the top of my world. Like I'm a backpacker. I, I'm a minimalist, you know, like I'm not materialistic in the slightest, but money's a big deal. And she said, no, it's not. And that really, really was like a tipping point for me with um, changing my mentality on money tremendously. Um, you just need enough to get by, you know. Sure, you. it's nice to have more. Um, but after having a conversation with her about money, it changed the way I looked at spending money. I then after that like I came into this mindset of I'm young I'm in New Zealand I'm probably never going to be here again and if I am I'm not at this age I might come back when I'm in my 30s you know where I have kids and I can't do crazy things um or I can but you know so yeah I don't know a little risky a little selfish um I don't know I started having the mentality of I'm only here right now. I have this m- money, but I looked at it more as a resource instead of making the world go around, you know, like needing to save it all. So when I came home from New Zealand, I was so broke. <laughs> I mean, I'm still broke, but I let this summer just soak up all the money I had because I was living and I have no regrets. I would do it all over again and spend every last dime again. So no regrets. But it really just, I'm really grateful for the lessons that she did um, teach me because she taught me a, a lot of valuable things. Um, so there's this town at the top of the South Island. I want to say it's called Takata or Takata. I don't know, something like that. It's a hippie town. And um, she offered, because like I said, she had a car and I was looking for a way to get to that North Island easily. She did offer to take me to this hippie town and it was right up my alley. So I was like, bet. (laughs) But um, I ended up not doing it because she had a travel partner I didn't want to, like, interfere because I didn't even know, like, what they really were, if they were dating or I don't know what they were. Um, we'll get to that. But, um, 
I, and I kind of got, I don't know, I got mixed vibes, so I ended up not going with her, like I said, but another weird thing that happened is if you guys listen to the Byron Bay episode from Australia, dude, so if you guys remember from that episode, this guy came up to me while I was walking back to a hostel. He was a very spiritual dude. He talked about India with me, which actually he was the reason. He was like one of the reasons that really made me want to do India. Um, I haven't been there yet, but I'm planning on potentially going there this summer. Um, and I've just, I, after talking to him on the street, I kind of felt called to India, weirdly enough. Um, but he gave me this book. I gave him $2 for it. <laughs> um, and it was Buddhism. And I'm actually looking at it right now. Like, I, uh, I have it on the top of my dresser in my room right now. Um, so this girl looks at me and she's like, you know what? This is the craziest thing. Spiritual girl. She's like, I'm just feeling like, and this guy, when he came up to me, he said this, he's like, something is telling me with your energy that you need this book. And sure, maybe he was just trying to sell it, but he came up to me on the street out of everyone. He stopped me. I had headphones in, you know? So I that's why I just gave him like $2 for the book. I was like, maybe, maybe he's right. So yeah, I'm in the middle of talking to the spiritual girl and she's like, this is kind of crazy, but I'm going to show you this book I have. She pulls out the same exact book that the spiritual dude in Byron Bay gave me like a month prior to this. Like What? I literally stopped her in the moment and I was like, wait 30 seconds. I ran to my hostel room, grabbed out the book, and I was like, this guy gave me this same exact book in Byron Bay in Australia. And she was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if it's something with your energy or what, but something was telling me that I had to bring out this book. And I'm like, dude, that's what the guy said. Like, what the heck? So I kind of felt like this weird, like, like what? Um... Also, at one point, they were all trying to get me... Oh, we met this girl. I'm going to say this because I think she comes in now. So, we're going to call her Arabella. So, there's Daniela and Arabella. Arabella was from Australia. She ended up hanging out with me and Daniela, and we were just the best of friends for this one day in Christchurch. Um, so, all of them were trying to get me to sing because spiritual girl would say something, and then the other two would kind of like like, just cheer for it, they'd be like, yeah, 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 like, get Brooke to sing, you know, they'd just kind of edge it on, um, so they were all trying to get me to sing at one point, I was like, no, no, like, I don't want to sing, like, I cannot sing, I wish I could, but no, um, <laughs> all of these notes are just all over the place, like, what the frick, um, at one point, uh, she asked us to, um, explain ourselves in three words, and, Arabella said, sexy, humble, and formosa. <laughs> I know that's probably like not even funny, but I don't know. The next thing just says the dick, and I do not remember that. Um, another thing, so I told you that spiritual girl had um, a travel partner. She called him her soul partner and the father of her children, but homie did not have children, so... I'm still confused by that. Um, 
She also had drawings, and she said that these are her previous lovers, and she told us about them. And when I'm telling you all this stuff, straight face, like, she's not joking. Um, there was also a girl named Barbara at this hostel, um, and I think she was racist. That's what, apparently, I don't know if she was the cool one or if she was the racist one, I don't know. Apparently, we had a girl that was racist in our hostel room, and we were all like, what? Um, because in New Zealand, um, they have the Mori, um, I want to say it's called, and that is the, um, indigenous people to New Zealand, and then they have also the Europeans who took over New Zealand, like, way back when, you know? Um, so they kind of have this, these two worlds that collide in New Zealand, um, and some people are really rude to the Mori, um, the indigenous people. And it's really unfortunate because from my experience, they're really nice people. And I don't think you should ever judge someone based on their physical characteristics. But instead, if you are going to judge them, judge them on their actions, judge them on their values, their beliefs, and who they are actually as a person. Um... And just don't judge people, like, low-key. <laughs> just don't judge people. Unless they're really negatively affecting you, don't judge them. So this is debatably the best part of this podcast. So that night in Christchurch, I decided to hit this Irish bar with Daniela and Arabella. Um, the Australian and the um, UK <laughs> gal. <laughs> So we go to this, um, we go to this Irish pub and we decide we're going to have alter egos for the night, hence the names that now come into play. So our alter egos, um, there was Daniela, which was the UK girl, Arabella, which was the Australian, and then my name was Stella and I'm obviously American, but we all came up with totally different weird like life stories so we said that we were a thruple we said that we met on everest we are engaged we're getting next well we're getting married next week in queenstown um what else did we say we said that i said i was from guam um i had a weird accent that isn't even it's like if you combined all the accents that's what i had um (laughs) i don't know we just tried to come up with the craziest stuff, and it was actually really funny because um, before we hit the Irish pub, we went to this Argentinian bar, and if you listen to the last episode, that is the bar where I had the best food I've ever had in my whole life. Um, in my opinion, I actually think it was like the best. It was lamb, Argentinian lamb. It was so good. So we're sitting at this Argentinian bar, drinking wine, eating this lamb that is absolutely amazing. And, um, they're playing Latin American music. Uh, it was, I think it was National Argentinian Day or something like that. It was something with, because they were celebrating for Argentina or something. So, they're all playing, like, Latin American music, and we kept looking up lyrics to the music and, like, trying to sing in Spanish, and it was a good time. And when we got to this Irish pub, we absolutely just became the, um, Actually, the whole night, we were the party. Um, The three of us, like, 
I would totally travel with those two girls again. I know I only knew them for one day, but they're both so freaking cool. Um, we, uh, went to this, (laughs) we went to this event that was for the Argentinian day and, um, they were teaching salsa dancing. So we decided to go check it out. And little did we know, we thought it was going to be nonchalant, like a bunch of backpackers learning how to salsa dance. No, it was mostly older couples that were dressed up. It was super formal. We show up in backpacking clothes, like nothing fancy, t-shirt and shorts. And, um, we are just absolutely just joking around and like dancing in all sorts of ways. And we ended up actually getting kicked off the dance floor. Um, so that was something. Um, what the heck is that? It says bean equals portal to heaven. That's probably something that one of the people said in the hostel. Um, so we go to this Irish bar and we go with one guy and I don't know if his nickname was Boris or what, but we kept calling him Boris. So we meet these girls and like I said, we had alter egos for the night. We said that we met while climbing Everest and, um, that, we are engaged and getting married in a week and we're telling this to this group of girls that's sitting with us at this pub you know um and they're like absolutely like i think they were on the line on if it was real or fake but we just had the time of our life so we end up dancing all together and we convinced arabella the girl from australia to uh go up and do a toast for us getting married so she literally stops this man who is performing and asks if she can make a toast. And I still have this video like somewhere. And she goes up there and does like a toast for like a minute and says, Hello, the people of Christchurch. <laughs> um, I, you know, I just want to give a shout out to my fiancés. Um, and we kept saying Ella forever because our names ended with Ella's. Uh, and, oh my gosh, it was just such a night to remember, like, the fact that she went up in front of, the pub was crowded, like, we couldn't even get an Irish coffee because they ran out, it was pretty packed, um, so the fact that she went up in front of all these people and did a toast to her quote-unquote fiancés in her thruple and said Ella forever over a mic, like, she's not just screaming this. This is over a mic. I was like, I adore this girl. She's so funny. Um, <laughs> um, the last thing I have on this list is when we got back to the hostel, we ended up, uh, we were all kind of tipsy. We ended up running into these group of people and we chatted with them. Turns out that they were playing in an orchestra that was going to be playing in, news, um, in <laughs> Christchurch. And, um, it says, guessing what instruments they play. Oh, yep, I'm pretty sure that was me. I love to ask questions like that, especially when I'm drunk. Um, apparently one of them being gay and not liking us, but being drunk, so not picking up on it. Okay, so I guess that happened. Um, that's all the notes I have on Christchurch, New Zealand. And see, we are almost at an hour. So can you imagine if I did this podcast with someone else? Woo! you'd be in for a treat. But, um, all in all, Christchurch, 
Christchurch taught me that he taught me a lot clearly as I just told you but it definitely taught me that there is blessings in the things that you're thinking are just straight chaos you know like for instance the reason why I stress the fact that I was so upset about that bus being canceled because I was is because I didn't know the beauty it was going to leave to. If I would have got on that bus and went to Lake Tekapu and just continued what I thought was my plan, I would have never met these two amazing souls who ended up being my favorite people I met in New Zealand, you know, that night in Christchurch. I would have never, you know, added them on any social media, and I still keep up with both of them. Literally, the one that's from Australia, she just got done. Um, I think she was in Nepal, like literally... Um, not doing Everest, but doing some kind of giant hike. And, um, or I think she might have been at Everest Base Camp. Like, she is just the coolest girl ever. And then the other one in England um, just hit me up, uh, like, probably a month or so ago, asking for advice. So I still keep in contact with both of these amazing girls. And um, I'm very grateful for what I thought was the end of the world that day when my bus never showed up. Um, So yeah, sometimes the things that you think are, you know, unfortunate ended up, they end up being actually like really amazing and I'm really grateful for everything in my life that has been like that. Everything happens for a reason. So I hope you guys did enjoy this podcast and if you did, make sure to follow along for more. Um, next week we're going to be in Dunedin and that is a really good episode too. Do not... (laughs) If you like embarrassing stories, Dunedin is a good one. So stay tuned. And I will see you guys next week with a brand new podcast. Have a lovely week, everyone. Bye.